This episode of the View from the Rock podcast is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest. They're your source for custom signs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Custom design services available. And this podcast is also brought to you by Merle Inc. They're the premier custom home builder in the Clee Elm area and a proud featured home builder in Suncadia Resort and Tumble Creek. Welcome back to another episode of The View from the Rock. Today, we are going to be talking about, you know, a little recap of the Seahawks from Anacortes. Talking about the Huskies, you know, musical genre is going to be band slash albums from 1975. I've heard that was a good year. We've got a beer of the week from Boneyard Brewery. Um, and we got top three fictional athletes. Swap, how are we doing? Doing great. This weekend, I think, was one of the greatest sports weekends of my life. You know, everyone's going to laugh at me, but I 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, you know, it, it started just, just uh, rolling into it. Thursday was not, not a great day, but, but, it, but we had the Seahawks Thursday. They looked good. They did. They lost. They, but still, we put up 35. Yeah. Maybe. And then Friday was just the the day that we'd been waiting for all year. And I can't imagine a better year as a Husky fan than beating Oregon twice. And the Cougars. The Cougs are like the little brother. It doesn't matter. The the Oregon Ducks suck. I I hate them with all of my life. Well, I mean, that's And the for deal. us to, to beat them three times... Before we've lost to any other team, we've won twenty in a row. I think we might have broke them. And well, now, and then they're playing Liberty. That's that is the Disgrace. icing on the cake. Hey, Big Chris, I know you're loving it. Hey, it's a maze balls, baby. The best part too is that not only is it three times where pretty quickly they're defeated and they just don't even care. It's three times where we beat them by three points each time, and we thought that they thought that they could win, and we snatched it back from them. And their coach is something that he's 0-3 against us. They, some people want him fired. Because it's almost like the Michigan-Ohio State. You've never, you, yeah. you've never beaten Ohio State like yeah. Harbaugh one, you know, for the first three years. You were giving me vibes saying that. Like I'm, I realize that, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Going to the Big Ten, that's now our big rivalry. And our, that's the game every year now is Thanksgiving weekend is Oregon-UW. I mean, it, I it, the Friday night swap at your house was electric. Oh, it, it was, was so fun. I lived and died a thousand deaths. Uh, I think I saw ten of them. Yes, and, and then we the rebirths of ten. We also the ended, Moors were there. We had a great time with Kirk and Kelly. Shout out to Kelly, big time listener. We had well, a nice trip to the casino beforehand. Made some bets. Yep. I, I made a nice bet for uh, Green Bay beating Kansas City. Holy, no way. I'm like, Josh, why not? He's like, okay. And I don't know if Ruck knows this, but we ended the night running around the cul-de-sac. What? Yes, but we had our clothes on. Yeah, it was it was kind of like Will Ferrell in old school, but uh, with clothes on. Wow. And we just yelled, go Huskies, around the cul-de-sac. That's amazing. Flynn had a great time, too. That was a great night. It was It was. And then it was we, w- we wake up, I'm like... 
oh, I got an hour, and then we're going to go watch the state title game. And there was no doubt in my mind, and I said this in the last podcast, we're going to win the whole thing. There was no doubt. I mean, if you saw that game live, I mean, if you saw it online, you probably thought the same thing. But to see in person, you can tell the speed difference in a game oh. when you're watching it. And the our athletes are just different so level, much better. Different, different level. Yeah, if you were to create a tier list of athletes, it would appear that we have multiple in the S tier and everyone else is only A tier at best. Like, our athletes are way different. I mean, there were times where... Brock got the ball, or even Brady, and there was a guy like literally right there, and he made one move, and then all of a sudden it's thirty yards. And when, we have like seven guys like that. Well, Rylan not, not Lang like, not went like up. Brady. Rylan Lang went up and just got amazing catches. It was like, just on demand. You know, you Anytime. know who last I thought was amazing was uh, Tyler Olson. Oh, Tyler Olson had the best game of his life. He broke the wing tee. Yeah, single handed. And we talked about it earlier. The and Rock, you can talk more because you used to coach, but we think it was because he was shorter and he wasn't taller. Why do you think that would matter? Not to call you out. I'm just wondering. Um, Just like seeing the wing tee, like seeing like the quarterback hold the ball for the last second. In certain situations, I don't know. It was just like when they their first drive, I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is a game. Yeah. I mean. But Tyler Olsen was like, he was there. He, he, had to, he was always there. He was just shooting gaps. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it's hard. I, uh, I have a hard time focusing on individual players and being very analytical when I'm in person. And... So I don't know what was going on, but normally if you're going to stop a wing tee, you've got to be really disciplined in your reads. A lot of the times um, it can make you slower, especially the first times that you see a wing tee. Uh, we saw a lot of wing tee this year, though. So yeah. I imagine that they've gotten pretty used to it. But they were a different the, level. And the other way, though, is you can just get A-gap penetration because everything happens from the midline. So you see that quarterback, he gets swatty down there. And it's like he's dealing cards in a poker game. Yes. And that's what we call the midline. So from there, all the handoffs that are happening, if you can target that middle area, you can be super disruptive. But if you don't get it, like they could be there could be big plays. It look there was a point in the first half I texted my baseball coaching buddies and said, We're gonna score sixty. And by the end of the game, I thought we could have scored eighty. Well, I know Dumas yeah. was upset. He wanted to give up twenty. I thought the refing was awful. I thought I, – I don't know necessarily about the calls. What I was upset with was the – how deliberate they were making a call, going to the sideline, talking to someone, talking to each other. There was and no it took urgency. five minutes. It took five minutes for the Dude, ref. that game was four hours. Yeah. It felt like. The second half was the longest oh. second half of my life. And it seemed like the whole second half they kind of said, well, we know Anacortes is going to win – we got to make sure there's no fights. Nothing gets out of control. And so anything that happened, it was just like, nope, personal foul. Like, I I mean, was it Brock or Brady went into the end zone and just did this? Yeah. And they gave him a, they gave him a celebration penalty. Which he's done all game, all yeah. season. Guess yeah. what? Tom Water can suck it. Well, how about the third and 42? 
We have third and <laughs> we scored a touchdown. Ryland went up and got the ball. And it was like there was no doubt. As soon as the ball left Rex's hands, I was like, yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> they were wide open. The separation they had, that was a great, I mean, and the crowd, that was a reunion too. Yeah. For us. Well, maybe it, for Rock, I don't know, but I saw, I hadn't seen guys since they didn't come to the reunion. You and know, they came to the game. Matt Riley um, had a nice talk with Scott Matthews, who probably before this year, eh, I don't know, maybe the greatest football player ever. You know, I've no, heard, or Ryan. Do you count Ryan Long because he went to the NFL? You know, as far or as Danny Curley, how good they were as a Seahawk, I think is the important part. And I've heard multiple people from different generations. I'll say Scott Matthews. I never saw him play, so I don't know. So uh, he we, was he was incredible, and he so we kind of think that Ryland is the new Scott because he's also a wrestler. Yeah, they're and very Scott similar. Scott was a state champion wrestler. Gotcha. Very Ryan, similar. Yeah, Ryan Ryland just a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but both just crazy in a good way. Yeah, yeah. and just dogs. Yeah, when yeah. when you need them to. Bring the juice, you know, like how you know Devin Witherspoon, uh, even still as a rookie, you know he makes mistakes, but he brings the juice. He brings this energy, this uh, ferocity that everyone else feeds on. Makes a big play, he lets everybody know about it in a way it's not going to get a penalty. Rock, would everybody... you say he brings a little je ne sais quoi? <laughs> yeah, although I think any word that's French might be a little bit weak for something that okay. they bring. What? I understand what you're saying. So. Okay, <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, say quoi? Jenna, what did you say? Jenna, say quoi? Jenna, Jenna, say quoi? Jenna, say quoi? Oh my gosh, that was pretty good. I'm gonna. How do, you spell, how do you spell that? I can spell it. I'm not gonna do it on the air. Not to mention, okay, whatever. We're gonna move on from that. Uh, that was it. Was a great time. Yes, it was a bit of a reunion, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the crowd, we had 3,500. Yeah. Is that what the official number well, was? Well, no, there's no official number. Well, I know that everyone there said well, it was, our crowd it was, was by number far one. The biggest. WIA came out and said we had the biggest crowd of any oh, okay. of any any game. Yeah, it was it was really impressive. But, you know, back to the Huskies, not to backtrack on us, but we left Friday night thinking we're going to the Rose Bowl. Which I was we were and we were going to go yeah. and yeah. I mean, we got screwed. Michigan you dub at the Rose Bowl. That would have That's been a what classic. it normally is. That's what it should have been. But I they're think... not putting Michigan three, us one, two. No, and Which I, is I'm true. trying to figure out though how how the Sugar Bowl is more advent or the less advantageous to Michigan than the Rose Bowl. I mean, Ann Arbor is closer to New Orleans than it is to Pasadena. But they gave them the number one, so they yeah. give them the Rose Bowl because that's what they always do: is Pac-12, Big Ten, and it's tough to get to New Orleans. From Seattle. So so now we're not going, Ruck. So now UW. I'm perplexed. UW is ra- <laughs> nice words. Uh, UW is ranked number two in the nation. Michigan is ranked number one. You're shaking your head like that's yeah, not true. that's exactly okay. correct. Okay. But it should number not three. be okay. Number you don't okay. Number three is Texas. Texas one loss. Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, Starke- What'd you say? Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, okay. Sorry. Ele- <laughs> elocution. Um. Number four is where things get pretty um, 
people are not happy about number four? Well, we had one of our loyal listeners, Mr. Metcalf, uh, send in on the on the View from the Rock Gmail. So we, the View from the Rock at gmail.com? Yes. The View from the Rock at gmail.com. A very good point. We have three Power Five undefeated champions and two Power Five champions with one loss. Of the two Power Five champions with one loss, one beat the other. How hard is this? That's easy. So you make, and it, I know everyone hates it, but you make it like it should be. I mean, it should be Washington 1, Michigan 2, Florida State 3, Texas 4. That's exactly what it should be. It should be. But there was no way they were going to keep Alabama out. No. I mean, have you seen the SEC little meme? Oh, my God, it's so funny. Like, you can't keep out an SEC team because it's not allowed. ESPN will not allow it. Have you seen all the backlash right now about ESPN? The Vegas odds changing before the reveal. Serious? Yes. Like, the, the odds on who would get in? Yes. Like, they already knew. Wow. They control the narrative. Yeah, ESPN controls it. Well, what's crazy is that they essentially said, you are not starting your normal starting quarterback, therefore we think you'll be worse. Not based upon anything. But, but I would, I would think... love, but honestly, I would love to play Florida State. Oh, that's who I'd want to play out of all but four of them. they deserve to be in because they're undefeated. Right. That's but, just how it happens. That's my point. I know. Yeah. That's how it should be. And you know what? I, I love that we're a four-point dog. Texas can suck it. And Sarkeesian is going to have trouble in New Orleans. He might have to go to his 12-step program with his friends. I was going to say, he's a liar and an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did he show up at USC to a function just hammered? Yeah, he did like a a pep rally of some sort. (laughs) And absolutely on his lips. Well, you know what? Not on his lips. Let's, (laughs) Let's not... Let's not. I know. We're not going to talk bad. Beat a man when he's down. That's true. He's up, though. He right? is. Wearing cowboy hats. So guess what? We're going to win. Hook them horns. I just, I tell all yep. the Oregon boys, I don't tell a lot of the Oregon boys. I only tell a few. I tell Big Chris every day. Big Chris bet me 50 bucks that he has Texas. Hey, so. And I got three points. I think we're going to win that game, and we're going to win the national title. I, I just. I just I felt it all year. When when Georgia won, that's when I was I, I didn't know how You mean to, when Alabama won? Sorry, yeah, when Georgia lost. That's when I I thought to myself, UW actually could do this. When they went before with Jake Browning in two, 2016, I believe, uh, you know, they were feisty. First half they were there with Bama. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to do no. it. No. Hey, how about Jake how, Browning, Browning last, last night? night? Yeah, Holy baby. Cow. Amazing. So we, I had a guy who's a beaver guy, Mandic, Jason. He goes, I should have, start, I should have picked up uh, Jake Browning. I knew he was going to be amazing tonight. And I said, oh, where did he go to college? <laughs> Laugh emoji. He had like 362 <laughs> yards. And, I, I feel and like when, one rushing touchdown. He so, had 29 points in fantasy. So I feel like I remember seeing him interviewed when he was in the CFP, and he said that when he graduated, he didn't think he wanted to go to the NFL. He just wanted to go to dental school. 
Wow. Well, you know, he said, he goes, I've won a lot of games in my life, but I've never won in the NFL ever. Yeah, never. Dude, he won a state title. He won like 35 games at UW. The greatest moment in UW history might have been him crossing the end zone and pointing at a guy, yeah, pointing at a right? duck. <laughs> With a finger, like a big finger. Yes. And then throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah. Was that the 70 to 21? That was a 70 to 21. That was a game the Ducks came out and it looked like a 1920s Cal Bears uniform. Hey, Matt, you know, I love you, Matt, but you're 0 and 3 with your coach. Hey, you know, we want to keep him around. I know. We don't want him to get I fired. know. And he does stupid stuff. Hey, did you see today Bo Nix got first team all Pac 12? I heard that. Ahead of Penix. Yes. Over Penix? Yes. What? Yes. Uh, Rowan's like, Dad, how is Penix second team Pac-12, but he's going to the Heisman this week? Uh, well, but so is So, so is, is Bo. Yeah. I think Penix is going to win the Heisman. I think the LSU guy is. That's what I've heard. I really? Mean, SEC. Because they, they hate everything about every... That's bull. That's, That's BS. SEC is part of the reason. Hey, they're the reason why the Pac-12 dissolved. You look yeah. at the top 15 right now, and then it's all Big Ten teams that will be in the Big Ten or SEC next year, except for Florida State, right? Hey, real quick, uh, we have to do a um, little shout-out, Secret Podcast, December 22nd, 1.30. Maybe we'll 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 clear that up. I was gonna say, why are you looking at me and asking me? You're the organizer. I know. And so we've we, people are already excited. They're coming. We got people coming from. We might have someone coming from out of state. That's a lot of pressure to come. Wow. Friday, it's gonna be hopping. Um, We're gonna give merch. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of disappointments. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you bagged out on the no, the uh, dirty no, the nah, dirty honey. Yeah, so dirty honey didn't happen. Um, I got sick Ugh. Friday of Thanksgiving. I sign dog got surprised with Depeche Mode tickets. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that's why he was. But out. he ended up not going to. He that. did not go to that either, and they ended up selling them. Wow. But it was going to be me, you, and. Josh and Ruck. Yes. But Ruck was a replacement for Sign Dog. Yeah. And then I got sick as S. Yeah. So you're saying that was basically like Shane Falco? Yes. Wonderful. I have just as great a hair as him, too. <sighs> Shane Falco, quarterback for in the in the replacements. What was the name of their team that Gene So Hackman why coached? are we bringing, why are you talking about that right now? I'm just saying, like, I'm like him. Okay. I was ready to go. and then, I know you were. and yeah. But you, you know what? I think everyone was actually excited that they didn't have to go. Oh, 100%. On a Sunday night. Thanksgiving weekend. On Seattle, in Seattle, and get home at midnight. Would have been a nightmare. Would have been a tough one. I don't do well with no sleep. Mm. I'm like an old man. Hey, uh, we had some shout-outs too, right? Yeah, a couple. Um, we got some new listeners. My wife's cousins, Justin and TJ Kochi, um, from Hawaii. Hawaii has a special place in my heart, but they are Niner fans. 
So they'll never so they will they will actually fly to Seattle to watch the Niners, and then just text me photos of them being there and not drive up to Anacortes. Is everybody in Hawaii a Niner fan? Yes, and a Dodger fan because their broadcast of all their cable is West Coast and not Northwest. So they don't get Mariners. They get Lakers, Clippers, Dodgers, Angels, Niners, and probably Rams. Rams. That's it because they're they're but considered not Northwest. The Niners are I, are there. There's a big footprint of Niner fandom. There is. There really is. That might be why I hate them almost as much See, as the I, Ducks. They're like a virus. But, I've had multiple kids tell me that they used to be a Seahawk fan, but now they're a Niner fan. Like how does that, that kind happen? of stuff happens? Where no, it it that because they have bad parenting, probably. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that 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 just can't happen. I but so, see, I don't know if I hate the Niners worst. I should hate the Niners worse, but the Cowboys right now, they just. I mean, America's team sucks. Like, if that's America's team, like, Jimmy, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? I mean, I just, I have a couple buddies that are cowboy. I'm like, how are you a cowboy fan So I grew, living I was in kind Portland, of a, Oregon? I was kind of a cowboy Jeremy fan. Jeremy Vernon, Jeff Vernon. Murph. I was kind of a cowboy fan. Why? You know, because I think or in the eighties, growing up, the Seahawks weren't very good, and they and so one o'clock Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys would be on. Danny White, uh, Butch Johnson, Tony Dorsett—they yeah, were fun to watch. I, I mean, know. Tom Landry you had the hat going on. I think there really was a time where they kind of just were America's team. Uh, they for were. whatever reason. I don't know if it was dads liked them, and therefore their kids liked them. But that was the seventies, eighties. Well, what about Aikman, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith? I like those teams. You do? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson. How about the I like I like I kind of like the the mid-80s Niners teams. I like Jerry Rice. You I like, like Joe Montana? I do. Bill I Walsh? Mean, I do. I did. They're different now, but aren't they? But not oh, not now. Yeah. I freaking hate them. Okay, I which Niners? My, my mother-in-law thinks Joe Montana is the bee's knees. Ooh, good for her. Oh, wow. Good that's, for her. Geez. Hey, I think that's the first time that's ever been said on I the think, podcast. I think the <laughs> 60s just showed up. Man, I think my podcast. vocabulary is getting worse and the yours bee's is getting knees. better. The bee's knees. She's like, oh, he just came on uh, TV and he did a commercial for, uh, what's the beer from over there? The uh, Guinness. He does oh. a Guinness commercial. The beer she, from over there. Yeah. <laughs> over That's there the on the other line. side. Do you remember Guinness, when his son went there. to UW? Yes. Oh, he yeah. was a Sark recruit. And then not, he not ended good. up transferring to Notre Dame, maybe? Uh, no. Or that was I'm, a different son. I think he went to, uh, well, it used to be one AA, now it's what, FCS? I feel like he went to an FCS school. Yeah. That's what I thought as well, like North Dakota State or something like that. But it, Joe Montana was, was likable. Yeah, Roger Craig, Jerry Rice, Dwight okay. Clark. So are the current Niners and Cowboys not likable? And if so, why? So here's I what's going to happen. And I ask that because the Niners that I hate the most were the Harbaugh Niners. Harbaugh Niners, 100%. So I could not stand the Harbaugh Niners. 
I still hate the Niners with all my. Oh, I'm not saying with I everything don't. just because of my f- wife's family and just hating them because we hate them because we're NFC West. I think the Cowboys are just going to choke every time. They're not going to be in the NFC Championship. I think it's going to be the Eagles versus the Niners, and Niners are the best team right now in the uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL. Dude, they mm-hmm. went and freaking smacked Philly at Philly. Smack them. How did they lose three games in a row this year? I don't know. They're going to beat us by 28. You know, I would say. I'm taking the over. on the. I'm taking bets on. I'm betting against the Seahawks this weekend. I fell in love with betting, Ruck. That's a new thing? I, I bet. Are you saying you fell in love like 30 years Sports ago? Sports betting. Okay. Legally. Oh, nice. Uh, well, as of today, the Seahawks are not in the playoffs. Because the Green Bay won? Yes. So, you know, let that sink in as we know we're going to play bet, the Niners next weekend. The Niners followed by the Eagles. And then after that, Falcons, Cardinals. Cardinals just or beat the Cardinals, Steelers. Yeah. What the, what the, what's going on there? They got Kyler back. They still suck. The The Seahawks will be and, lucky and the if Broncos they beat are one winning. team the rest of the year. If they beat the Falcons, that's their only shot. Sucks. Hey, but you know what? On to happier times. We are going to talk about our musical genre. Hey, real quick. Okay, real quick. We forgot about uh, the preview for uh, Anacortes High School basketball. Oh, wow. Oh. First yeah. game this Saturday. Mount Baker High School. The Baker the Dome. Dome. Yeah. The worst place to play, I think. Dude, yeah. Mount in Baker's the facilities in general for any sport are the worst. For track. It's a joke. I know. We went there. I went there last year. Terrible. It was 40 degrees. A lot of good people up there. I don't want to badmouth their facilities. But (laughs) you know what? Okay. Their actual field that you play football on, I think is okay. You just took Rock and gave him a zero. (laughs) Yeah. You chose Mount Baker over me. Well, no, I didn't. I just... (laughs) A lot of good people up there. Yeah? Yeah. So we're... I think... uh, Preseason rankings. I've seen us three and one. I've seen us six and one. Um, That's state, Ruck. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a of a of a battle. A lot of new faces, and um, I'm excited because both our kids are on the team. That's correct. So we're gonna be at every game. Yes, starting Saturday at Mount Baker High School. Yep. Good soft landing. Then Monday we got Tiger Hawk at Burlington. Yeah, Ruck, you gonna come to that one? Take me with you. Okay, I will. So we have a a pregame rendezvous with some listeners from Mount Vernon. I might, okay, I'll say their names. The Keys Brothers, Troy Holmes, and Corey Coleman might make an appearance. Those are three Mount Vernon legends and Corey Coleman. Yes, who is an Anacortes legend who actually wore his Letterman jacket to the state title game. I know. Ruck wore his Letterman's jacket, too. <laughs> you know, I can't believe how many people wore their Letterman's jacket. Why wouldn't you? Especially if you I, played I football. I never thought of it. I don't even know where mine is. Like, my wife said, yours looks so dirty. How did the others look? I go, well, Corey Coleman's look worse than mine. Yeah, I mean, like I'll be the first to admit. they've never been washed. I've, yours looks brand new. Because I've barely Jeez, worn it. Uh, your, yours... When I was in high school, it was not cool to wear it, and so I didn't wear it. It's never been worn. Was yours white or purple? White. 
Mine too. Yeah. And then we Purple had, Rock? Hey, I saw Shannon or Sherry Pinkush. They're twins. Hers. For those of them, uh, one of them. Those in our listening. Remember audience. the old, the old ones for girls had the little flap on the back. Oh yeah, like the purple flap with a white. I don't remember that. Well, that was in the eighties, so that was you. So, <laughs> when you say purple or white, are you talking about the body of it? So the body was white, and, and a purple like it was lining. All, yeah, but it, it was almost like they had. Um, Wings, no, I know for the oh, but so like mine is a purple body. No, with, it's a white with body. White arms. So we were all white. We were all white. Okay, with a we were all white. That wasn't an option for us. So it I'm was, gonna wear my Letterman jacket one day to school this year. Ours was purple, or and then you could have either white sleeves or black sleeves. Because our that. sons, Ooh. our sons have just gotten theirs. Okay. Well, mine hasn't yet. He might never, but that's a different story. Yeah. Let's hmm. keep the family off the air, right? Yep. Um, are we ready for musical genres now? I think we are. Well, this musical genre. Are, are you okay, Jason? I you, am. Okay. Uh, this is top bands slash albums slash songs from 1975. And why did we choose 1975? Because that is the year in which one of our co-hosts, Mr. Morgenthaler, was born. I've heard it was a great year. June, I wouldn't know. June 27th, 1975. I have the same birthday with A-Rod. Like, really? To yes. the to the year? Exact day. And year. Yes. Wow. I'll be damned. It's a day that will live in infamy. I'm better than him. Well. He's a wuss. That's one opinion. Well, <laughs> yes, he, he he definitely has more money than me, but you know what? I bet you've got more friends. So he's weird. <laughs> quick dive into 1975 music, you know, like it was with 1988. We got into this, and wow, what a year! What's uh, what are some highlights from 1975? So I'm gonna do albums first, okay, and then. Maybe we can go through songs. Yeah, I was I was more focused on albums myself. Probably a little oversight by me. By so me. I was the same. I did yeah. albums first, but then I started looking through the album and seeing like, oh wow, like that's that's a song that I love. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my first that I looked at was Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic. Yeah, I had that album on CD. Can you say you had an album if it was CD? You had it on CD or tape? I had it on CD. You know, when I first went to college, I joined one of those music clubs. Oh, yeah. You remember Columbia, where yeah. you buy like two a month? Well, and that was one of mine. I got Tom Petty, wait, Southern well, Accents. Well, hold on. Russ oh, has no I'm, idea what I'm that means. I'm super confused. A music club? Like you played music together? No. No. Way different. So you would join uh, Columbia. Yeah. You would pay a monthly fee. Like eight ninety nine, And then you would have to buy two albums or two CDs a month, and they would ship them to you. Yeah. So it's sort of the equivalent of like the beer box. Uh, yeah. So, but they would lure you in by saying you get like eight for 99 cents. Ah, yes. And then they have your... Information, and yeah, and, and probably you, only some are ninety nine cents. The ones you really no, want, no, no, you good. get them, but oh. then over the course of the year, you keep paying the fees. You're paying, yes. yeah, 
So yeah. that yes, hundred percent. So anyway, that was one of my first purchases was Toys in the Attic. So I think I mean one of my songs from that album, Sweet Emotion. Yep. Is I mean, if we do a top ten songs at the Secret Podcast, it might be on there. Well, and the original Walk This Way yeah. was on that album as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people remember the run DMC version, but that was that with was the first with one. Aerosmith, and that was probably mid eighties, eighty five. Well, I think it was a little bit later than that, but yeah, I was I was going to say maybe eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, but um, you also had the title song, "Toys in the Attic." Yeah. song. You've got uh, "Big Ten Inch." Unfamiliar with that. Well, that's too bad. You know, I when I was. <laughs> When I was in... A, ran into that one, Ruck. Boom. Wow. I guess you would prefer to run into the Big Ten Inch. Oh, my uh, God. So. No, you can't. Do, no, don't go defending. <laughs> I knew what I was saying. Um, so when I was in high school, I loved Aerosmith. There was, they were they were sort of like a hair band to me because it was all, mm -hmm. you know, kind of old. Um, and they, they had long hair. But do you think the late Aerosmith is what you listen to? Like love in an elevator, angel. Janie's crying. I mean, Janie's got a gun. That I don't dude know. looks like I a lady. Dude, or was it like this? Like it's like this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Although, you know, they have one of the greatest ballads ever. That was on the Armageddon soundtrack. <sighs> don't want to close my eyes. I thought you were gonna say "Sweet Emotion," and then I forgot no. they had the Armageddon song. Oh. <laughs> So good. Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, not sweet emotion, no, but no, dream on. No, we're not. I'm not watching Ben <laughs> Affleck. That is a great movie. <laughs> like, was Bruce Willis in that movie? Yeah, yes. and hang out with. And I Steve think, Buscemi. That's Liv Tyler. That's Steven yes. Tyler's daughter. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> that is a great movie. What else? What I, else I got, we got? I got one. Year? I got one for you. Uh, TNT, ACDC. Oh, well, I didn't realize that was that year. So, I mean, I love ACDC. They have a bunch of stuff, but TNT is a classic. Yeah. We, we've got also from that year one of the best album covers ever, Physical Graffiti. Yes. Zeppelin. Yep. Cashmere was on that album. Cashmere was? Yeah. Dude, that is a big-time album. I, I, I will save us the write-up I found, but... Really? So, Cashmere... Trampled and in my time of dying, was that on there? Yes, in my time of dying was on there. Houses Ooh. of the Holy, Bronyar. So yeah. that what? album was a double album. It was the first that they released in two years. That was a big time album when it came out. Was that their first one after Zeppelin Four? Yes. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not either. So, Brock, what do you got? So I, I had some of those. One of the ones that I really focused on a lot because I feel like I saw when I was in college some sort of laser light show to it, and it was mesmerizing, was Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. I remember you used to go to the Laserium down at the Seattle Center. Oh, yeah. For the laser show. Yeah. Laser and light show and you lay down. Yeah. It's a... It's a <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that was a thing? Oh, I know. Like you drive an hour and a half to go lay down for an hour and a half. And watch lasers on the ceiling. Yeah, and listen to songs. And so, it was awesome. And it was like Pink Floyd or Metallica. Yeah. So 
I don't know where how they did it, but at Western, we had it at Western at one point. Not obviously quite the same setup. But, mm-hmm. uh, so, and that album is kind of unique from the standpoint that there's really only like three real songs on it: "Cigar," "Welcome to the Machine," and "Wish You Were Here." And Shine then, on you, Crazy Diamond. And but they start with "Shine on You, Crazy Diamond." It's parts one through five, I believe, and then it's parts six through nine at the end of it. And it's almost, I think it's all instrumental. And that album and that song especially is dedicated to Sid Barrett, who is a founding member of Pink Floyd, and then just kind of like went off into the wild, just kind of slowly started to disappear from did reality. Did you know that swap? I did not know all that. Yeah. Like at some points was just catatonic, like couldn't respond to people. Like he was known for, I guess, having a kind of sparkle in his eye, like his eyes were part of like his allure, I guess. And after at one point they said he came back from a long weekend and it was just like, he looked like he was dead in the eyes, just glassy. And he just never was the same ever. So the last might've been the last podcast or the previous one where one of my favorite albums was blood on the tracks, Bob Dylan. Yep. That's 1975. Mm. Yeah. Um, listen to a couple of these names. Welcome to my nightmare. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Um, Born to Run, Springsteen. Oh, yeah. I have that right here. Yep. Um, Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog. Nazareth. That had Love Hurts, and I think it had uh, had Hair of the Dog. Fandango, ZZ Top. Yep. Kiss had their first live album. Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive. Yep. Did you, speaking of Kiss, did you see what they announced at the end of their last concert? Yes. Their they're, avatars, they're going to continue to AI. They're going to continue to tour, but it's going to be avatars of them. Yes, touring. How do you feel about that? Um, I think, think it, I think it's awesome. They're just continuing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, do you think no, people want to go? They're continuing the brand. They they're just going to make money. It's all about money. Gene Simmons doesn't give rats ass for anything but money. I know, but. You're going to a concert hall and paying lots of money, and they're not even there in, in I'm person. not going to go. Right. Who so, would go? Hey, I got one more. It's going to blow your mind. And I love this song, and I love it. I loved it for the last 40 years. So it's ELO. The album is Face the Music, and the song is Evil Woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a great song. Can you sing it for us? Evil woman. Oh, that was yeah, good. That's good. Nice job, guys. Um, you know, one of my favorite bands, Jethro Tull, had Minstrel in the Gallery. Oh, yes. We oh, watched a little Jethro you know, Tull this morning. We did. And <laughs> I love Jethro Tull right now because of Swap. Like, I never got into them. But, like, even though it's not 75, but Aqualung, what video you showed me today? Yeah, that was. Uh, for those guys, like, oh, it's amazing. They're amazing. And uh, we listened today to a little of uh, One White Duck, which is off Minstrel in the Gallery. It's and they were just, it's like, what, what's going on in Aqu- their minds right th- during that time? I mean, Aqua Lung, I think, is the only one I've really listened to from Jethro Tull. Probably need to fix that. Yeah. So, so Fleetwood Mac, yeah. self titled album. What do we call uh, that? Rhiannon. Rhiannon, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Which one did Super Bowl halftime? Yeah, right? No, uh, yeah. Rhiannon is the song from Fleetwood Mac. Okay, and, and who did halftime? Rhiannon. 
Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna? I think it's Rihanna. Rihanna. Rhiannon is the song. Okay, and Rihanna. Who's doing halftime this year? No idea. I feel like they announced it maybe, <sighs> but I don't remember. Have you guys seen... Is it Beyonce? No. Oh, we got a couple more. I, I have one that I've been saving. Can I say it? Yeah. We haven't said it. Night at the Opera. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and You're My Best Friend. Love that song. But Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest songs ever. What so, a great year. So there's a couple that we talked about before we got here, Swap. Can I just, can I say before you say something, listeners can't see this. Morgie has show notes on note cards. I don't know if you've had these They're before. They're not note cards. They're sticky notes. <laughs> Giant sticky notes? Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is, these are PE sticky notes. Dude, I love that. I'm so impressed with you uh, right now. The research that Mr. Morgenthaler has done for this episode is mind-boggling. It's bewildering. It's earth How about Foghat, Slow Ride? Oh, Ooh. was that 75? Yeah. Was Foghat Canadian? Uh, I can Google. How about You're No Good? Who sings that? Swap. I can. Oh, my gosh. You know, she's. You're no good. You're no good. Baby, um, you're no good. Who was that? Linda Ronstadt. Linda Ronstadt. I mean, that's a name. We got. Did we say Blackwater Doobie Brothers? Yeah. Okay. No, maybe we didn't. Um, the Eagles. One of these nights. And best. Yeah. So. Bee Gees Jive Talking. Oh, I love that song. How about David Bowie fame? Are you ready to know where Foghat's from? Uh, they're from England. English rock really? band. Yeah. Well, that's almost Canadian. Okay, I got one yeah. more. And, I'll be damned. And I can't believe it, but it, I think it was just the songs. So right now, I've been going through a, just a ton of love in America. Yeah. They put out in 75... Sister Golden Hair and mm-hmm. Lonely People. What? Yes. I didn't even see that on my research. That's amazing. You know, I don't know. Hey, if you have any others, reach out to the email. I'm sure we're going to get fact checked. You yeah. know what, Tara? You have no idea what happened in 1975. So just do some research. Love you. <laughs> uh, well,. <laughs> I think that we've gotten through all the songs, albums, unless you guys got one more. I think we're ready for a little oh, break. Oh, I got one. Beer of the Week. Bob Marley and the Whalers live. live. Ah. So, No Woman, No Cry live. I bet that album is really good over some, some headphones or something where you can get some real sound stage, hear all the different instruments they're playing. That'd be cool. We also had uh, Leonard Skinner, Nothing Fancy. So what would be on that? Saturday Night Special. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. they And they're, you know what? They're a band where there's... Fun, quick little story. One night in college, I was visiting some friends at UW. KSW did a call-in, if you can name this Leonard Skinner song. Every one of them just sings the lyrics or the name of the song. It was the easiest contest ever. Like every one of them, you just like you don't even know, know the song, and you can guess the title. <laughs> give me three steps. Give me. Three steps. <laughs> I love it. it yeah, I awesome. got a couple more on the list. The Who by Numbers. The Who. Oh, I forgot that. Grateful Dead. 
Blues for Allah. Ooh. Unfamiliar. And Jefferson Starship, Red Octopus. I love a little uh, Jane from Jefferson Starship. How do you sit down at night and decide you're going to name a, an album Red Octopus? Don't answer that. <laughs> Are you fishing? <laughs> I mean, there's different colors of octopus. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Guess All so. Right. Well, um, I think we're ready for a break here. When we return, uh, we are going to get into our beer of the week. And that's from Boneyard Brewing. We also are going to have a little bit of a special taster from a friend of the podcast, Mr. Mithin. Uh, he's shared some Mallard. Some Malort. Jepson's Malort. Malort. Is that it's what it from is? Malort? Jepson's. Yeah. Malort. Jepson's Malort. From uh, Chicago. And it looks from here like paint thinner. Yeah. Gasoline and that could be sisters. It's gonna be a. It's gonna. You know what? I I, I have an open mind. I've never tried it, but it has a we, real no, reputation. No one here. I guarantee you, no one in Anacortes has tried that. When I, I looked, would bet a hundred dollars. When I looked up what, what the notes swap do you for agree? tasting were for it, the first descriptor was gasoline. <laughs> really? Yeah. Has the so? Should I just say it right now? Or we're gonna no, wait till no. break. We'll, can I we'll, read? Can I read the thing? No, right? we're not. Let's do it after break. We'll do it after break. All right. Sorry, I was prolonging that. All right. We'll see you after break. This episode of the View from the Rock podcast is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest, your source for custom designs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Custom design services available, and our other sponsor, Merle Inc is the premier custom home builder in the Clee Elm area and a proud featured home builder in Suncadia Resort in Tumble Creek. Welcome back to The View from the Rock podcast. And we're about to dive into some Jepson's Malort. Did I get that right? I think you did. Well, this Jepson's Malort, um, if you've had it before, it's not just any Jepson's Malort because this is from a dear friend of the podcast, uh, Mr. Eric Mithen. It was hand-delivered uh, with a note uh, to the View from the Rock podcast, guys. From right? Santa. From, from Santa. Santa, yeah. So It's a special gift. We yeah we really appreciate special gifts like that. And, and I have long heard of Jepson's Malort. I've never really? tried it. I have long heard of Jepson's Malort. It is a staple of Chicago. That's what I've heard. When I when I I had never heard of it either. And so when I saw this name on our show notes, I had to go do a little research. And I mean, it's quite con controversial. Is what I'll say. Has a long history too, though. Okay, so I'm just gonna read the bio. And this bio is amazing. And this is on the back of the box that came with it. Correct. Okay. And the the bubble wrapping that occurred is a, absolutely amazing. I've never seen anything wrapped that like when you I guess when you ship across the US a bottle. Yes. It's not gonna break. Oh. In that kind of bubble wrap. Okay. Oh. It was it was pretty cool. 
That's like awesome. Rowan's like, oh, dad, I haven't seen bubble wrap like that. You know how the, you bubble wrap the old days? They yes, did he do it? Pop on it. it. Yeah. Did, he, did he pop them? He can't. And not, not big enough? No. Oh, dang it. Has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical. Ooh. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. I think that is almost poetry. That's are a real re- mic drop right there. Are we ready? <laughs> oh. What uh, what are you going to say, Swap? Um, let's taste it first. And then you're going to say okay. I'm 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 excited. I'm afraid. It looks before we taste it, it looks like it looks like a bottle of paint thinner. Would you agree with that? Yes. I mean it, I mean it it's like a it's a it's a, it looks like a watered down whiskey. Right? Yeah, and it smells strong, but it's a liqueur. It's seventy percent. Seventy percent, not seventy proof? Or seventy proof, sorry. So thirty five percent. ABV. I'm, I'm surprised it smells a little sweet. Let's try it. That's going to be terrible. Oh. <laughs> you know what? It's it's not as bad as the one beer we got from Tara. <laughs> Tara, I love you. I know you're going to redeem yourself one day, but... Oh, good Lord. I'm going to smell like that for two days. I don't... People are supposed to drink this? Man, it is cloyingly bitter. Like, it's dry on my tongue. Listen to this description I found on the internet. Oh, my gosh. So, I think the I think the taste of this is, is wormwood. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. So, listen to this, and this is perfect. Wormwood is exceptionally bitter. And tastes quite a bit like grapefruit pith. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even no. Can you taste and what and you're not saying grapefruit piss. You're saying pith. grapefruit pith. Yes. Which what? is the mealy thing that's between the skin and the flesh of a fruit. Right. Which and is, it does, it does yeah. it is a little bit pithy. Now that you say that, that's right on. Normally, a botanical would be like a bitters. Like you can get some, well, yeah, what is it like Angostine bitters, and but you just don't drink. Well, that normally by you put bitters in like a An different drink. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you subst. So hey, that. by the way, that bottle will be on my shelf. It might forever. Yeah. Or oh if it, whoever loses the next game has to drink. It's just some like, of that. It shivers. What would you what would you pair that with, Ruck? You know, I in my research I did find that you could a ginger ale. N- no, you can probably pair it with some sort of a grapefruit type drink. Like maybe if you're going to make a greyhound, you could probably put something in that. It's just going to enhance the bitterness levels. Um, I'm not even sure this is healthy. I I question. But that you as know well. what? It's definitely better than uh, that one beer we got from Canada. So. The other thing that's interesting about this is wormwood is the main thing that's in, is it hypnotic or whatever? Whatever that alcohol is that's like hallucinogenic. Um, Absinthe. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah. I and actually have taken a shot of absinthe in Vegas. So absinthe. It was amazing. Ha- it has, because of the wormwood, it has some sort of active hallucinogen in it that I can't remember the name of now. And this, because it has wormwood, also has that, but just in very small amounts. Fact. But we had we had the legal version. Yeah. And it wasn't I mean it, it kind of, it was just a funky drink for fifty dollars. For sure. But like I'm talking real absinthe, not no, the stuff yeah. they can sell at the store. Yeah. I'll be damned. This reminds me of uh in Iceland they have like the national um alcoholic beverage in Iceland is is called Brennevin and they call it the Black Death. Uh-oh. And it is it's like a caraway flavored vodka. It's like have you had Akvavit? That is a similar thing, but it's Swedish. Really? Yeah. Ak- Caraway. Aquavit. 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 Yeah. It's like water something. Well, that's, um, well, that's what aqua ca- means. Kara. Kara. Caraway is just like black licorice kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a black licorice flavor? It it, didn't, the Brenneman doesn't have that. How about Uzo? You ever had Uzo? Yeah. It's a, all kind of the same family. Yeah. And it's really syrupy looking. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be popular when I was in college. What do you have to say? Well, anyone that wants a shot of that, they're welcome to come over. Has Eric ever tried it? No. Eric, Eric Mithin? No? No. Then he needs to have it. And he, but he knew or what knows what it tastes like. Okay. I've got to be honest. It's growing on me. I think maybe on some on some ice, it'd probably help bring out the characteristics. I think. Hey, with, maybe when we go see Pearl Jam at Wrigley. I I think I could have this with like a nice Polish dog. There's a <sighs> lot of things I'd rather have with it. Could I do that? Yeah, but Jepson's Malort, ladies and gentlemen. Now that you say that, I could imagine that this would be nice with. If you're going to have a Polish dog, the sauerkraut that you'd have on it, yeah. it'll be a real nice contrast with that. So my Polish dog is uh, does not have sauerkraut on it. You get a zero. I know. Because I, I don't like sauerkraut. Oh. Hey, have you guys done the hot dog with cream cheese? Yeah, it's a Seattle dog. Yeah, it's really good. I cream, don't like hot dogs. Cream cheese? You don't like hot dogs? What? I thought we talked about this already. You, I think we did. You know who I'm not, I don't, hot dogs? I like a Polish dog. I like a sausage dog. I don't like a hot dog. What about a Costco dog? No. If I go to Costco and I happen to wait in line for that long line, I'm getting a piece of pizza. Have you ever got like the chicken bake thing? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. It pretty is. Good. It's a lot it of is. bread, but I it's know. pretty good. Once yeah. you get through all that, it is good. So, you know who likes hot dogs? Hot dogs. Zero. One of our loyal listeners, Reese Folks, one of her favorite foods, hot dogs. Uh, who does? So, do you ever do hot dogs and mac and cheese the old days? Like you cut up the dog yeah. and the mac and, and then cheese, you put it in in the craft mac and cheese. Oh, I it, know we, the nineteen eighty three to eighty eight yeah, kids. That was like a staple. Yeah, I mine mean, was that without the hot dogs. Anything that you put inside craft mac and cheese that's a meat is just going to enhance it. Well, it goes both ways. The craft enhances the meat, oh, too. It's, yeah. It's a... So Reese is a big hot dog lover? Yeah. Loves hot dogs. Do you ever... Do you guys remember the Vandy Camp pork and beans? Yes. In the can? Yeah. Sure. I How about the old pork and beans when the real pork came out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd get the big chunk? Oh. 
Yeah, that was that was a different thing. Okay, <laughs> are we ready for the beer of the yeah. week? Mm. We're, we're we're ready. Okay, so this is the Hop Venom Double IPA by Boneyard Brewing in Bend, Oregon. So let's pour it. And did you happen to look this up on Untapped? I. We were a little late, so I do not, for the first time ever, have an untapped review tonight. So I can I can get that for us really quick while okay. we're doing some other stuff. But part of the reason that this was picked was from the Great Rosario Market was that it was one of the highest rated IPAs they had there. At, I believe four point one four out of five. Yeah, it's hard to find something over four to begin with. Yeah, uh, you know I'm not. The initial Boneyard IPA, I'm not a big fan of. Oh, really? Like the the original. I, so I, I this has happened to me very seldom. Maybe this might be the only time this has happened to me. The original Boneyard, I got a skunky six-pack one oh, time. That sucks. Yeah, and it was kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. So this is a 9% ABV. Uh, IBU is 60. This West Coast double IPA will strike your nervous system with a venomous mix of Simcoe, Centennial, Chinook, and CTZ hops. And I was asking Ruck this, Swap, I don't know. It says at 4.5 pounds per BBL. That's the first time we've heard that. So is that like 4.5 pounds of hops per barrel yeah i think that's i think it is a super highly concentrated hop so it's a delicate malt profile allows for the double dry hop flavors and aromas of tangerine and pine to dominate so i was about to say this and maybe swap you can um can confirm this but what i saw was the B- bbl is going to refer to dry hopping so I think that it's the amount that they do per batch of either per batch or per batch of hops. So like say if you're dry hopping 10.8 BBL batch with 11 pounds of hops has to do with some sort of ratio maybe of dry hop to regular. I think we might need to get a hop chemist in here at some point. Oh, we just need to go to a brewery with their brewmaster. That's yeah. what we need to do. Well, what about um, Bastion? It's a great idea. Would love that. Hey, so it was on Untapped nine point or sorry four point one one. Do you that's, say that's good? Sixty IBU, sixty IBU, yeah. and nine percent ABV. And the style guide it says is a classic West Coast Imperial IPA. It's big and malty, yet surprisingly balanced. I like the sound of it. All right, give it a taste. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, it tastes like prime rib after that Jepson's morning. I was going to oh. say. Oh, it tastes amazing. My, my, oh. my mouth oh. is a little bit. Dude, Rock is oh. smiling so much right now. It makes me happy <laughs> to drink something other than that Malort. <laughs> thank, you, think, Myth, thank you, Mythin, but you know what? Man, that was a real prank, essentially, is what he played on That us. gives a, you get a point five. What is the word in literature when a word sounds like what it means? 
An onomatopoeia? Is malort. I mean, it. I don't know if that's Malort quiet. sounds awful. I don't know if it's quite an onomatopoeia, but... Because you're saying like bark or scratch. Or zip. Yeah. Or burp. Right. Right. <laughs> but malort... So malort's not quite that, but it's definitely malort. Like you could see malort being a swear word. Or right. a description. Because it sort of sounds like malarkey. It yeah. sounds like uh, malort is in the Lord of the Rings. I think that might have been in the Lord of the Rings. That's what they drank. Wow. That probably kept them warm at night when they were on their way to the towers. Yeah, or they'd have it at second breakfast. Yeah. Battle of Mordor. How did have you guys read How did books? Zeppelin ever get into the Lord of the Rings? Dude, they got into some weird stuff. Jimmy like Page. He, I mean, you can. Brother. Right. <laughs> well, Jimmy Page lived in like the uh, mansion of Aleister Crowley. I believe, who was really into like some mysticism and maybe pagan stuff. Okay. I mean, they have all those symbols that are like zodiac symbols, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe not zodiac, but they, they have symbols. I think it was Aleister Crowley. Am okay. I right on that? I don't I'm gonna know. I'm going to Google that. that. While you guys talk about this beer, I'm going to Google that. I just think about uh, Mr. Crowley. Yeah, song from that's Sepp- right. from, from Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's, that's what, what I thought I'm he was thinking. saying, too. <laughs> So if I had to describe the flavor, oh, do you? It's do definitely you, malty. Do you, you know, s- here's the problem. I still feel like there's just essence of malort in my mouth as I drink it, and you I didn't don't clear know, your palate. How am I going to clear my palate with some water? I don't have any water. Oh, yeah. You don't have any water either. <laughs> hey, just real quick, to quote Mr. Morgenthaler. So. The house that was originally occupied by a cultist, Aleister Crowley, was on the south end of Loch Ness. Oh, and Jimmy wow. Page lived there. Yeah, after so he that's did. why they have some of their lyrics. That's kind of they just say the, on the depths of Mordor. Yeah, and so they have the song "Battle of Evermore." Ta- right? Yeah, "Battle of Evermore." So we'll have to do this maybe on the secret podcast, but the Loch Ness monster. Are we saying like, like, are, like what's real? How about top three mythical creatures? That's what I was yeah, thought you were going maybe, for. Because yeah. I know you're a big Bigfoot guy. Well, yes. Bigfoot, we is, know, Bigfoot is real. We know that someone who listens to our podcast who is a big Bigfoot person. Mm-hmm. Would they do they want a shout out or n- I don't yeah? Know. I, you know what? I would love to give a shout out to Justin and Tasha Kirby. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is, are they Bigfoot people? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Well, big I know time. she goes to Tasha conventions. Is, is Justin? Uh. I don't no. know. I'm not sure about that one. I know she is for sure. Big Bigfoot person. I'll be damned. Yes. Yes. Bigfoot's one of those ones, or Sasquatch, where it, you find it's different versions. It's 100% real. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you find different versions of it in different societies, right? Like Abominable Snowman, or they have some other name for it in Japan, I feel like. There's the Florida Skunk Ape. I mean, my dad's seen 26. Chupacabra. Foot yes. footprints of feet <laughs> in the middle of maybe that's West, just, in the middle of the state of Washington. It's just like Robert, in, the middle Swift of, in the middle of nowhere. George Mearson. Like <laughs> there's no possible way that this person there's a person that has that there. So is it um, like magical special powers? 
How does I don't, it, I don't think a Bigfoot escape. has special powers. I think he's just big. And has big feet. This, it'll be a good... The, the secret podcast is going to be electric. Electric. Hey, speaking of electric, we have top three fictional athletes to go over. And this is... Uh, where did we get this idea? Because this might be the best idea we've ever had. We got this... From Guy Mitchell, who, oh yeah, friend of the podcast and also the best fake mustache I've ever seen at a costume party, Sign Dogs party. Yes, that was he, a great he, honor. It was, yeah. it was, yes, yeah, it was next legendary, level. legendary fake mustache. Um, we didn't discuss ahead of time who'd like to go first. Well, real quick, can I say that I think in the secret podcast we might go back to this and do like. Top three fictional from each sport. We at least just because need to discuss. this is this is hard. Like I have ten. Yeah, we need to at least discuss all the great ones. I mean, because you could even kind of go down a rabbit hole. And I hope I'm not ruining one of yours by saying this person, but like, I mean, Forrest Gump is a fictional character. Yeah, great. And he's and he a played great at character. Alabama. Yeah, high motor, tremendous <laughs> oh, <yeah>. stamina. <laughs> so, like, if you think about it, all these people. Nice. But I, you know, I started going down the hole, and then I changed 360. Like, like were, I went, I went to just like the movies that I thought were so funny, and like these people are legendary. That's what you ended up at, correct? I but think like, if like, you asked me ten different times, I could have a different top three every time. So we need to think about it in terms of football, basketball, baseball. Golf, hockey, yeah. ah, absolutely. Other, I mean, and we could have a top three for all of them. We should have top three fictional coaches. Oh yeah, and I, there was a, some moments I was thinking about that, but decided Norman to go more with the Morris Buttermaker. Yeah, knew yes. that one was coming out. He was featured previously. Um, Emilio Estevez and Mighty Ducks. Absolutely, that was Ruck was like nine. Craig T. Nelson in that movie with Tom Mighty Cruise. Ducks was amazing. That was that was my childhood. I know, I know. That's your childhood. John Candy and Cool Runnings. Oh, Cool Runnings. I didn't even think about that one. I couldn't tell you any of the the characters' <laughs> names though. But you know, that's actually one thing I was thinking about when I was making my list was that there are some movies where it is a great sports movie and there are great characters, but there's such a great ensemble that there's not one that really rises above the rest of them like oh man now i can't think of it the one with denzel washington jesus shuttlesworth he got yeah game. no he got game no um well he was in that too yeah and then he was gonna be my number one he's not now okay um the the one about football the uh remember the titans yeah it's yeah. a great movie one of my favorites some great characters I just don't think one of them is what carries the movie. And that's kind of what this category is in some ways to me. Ooh, but you man. know what? I could say that my top three could be from my favorite movie of all time. Well, I mean, absolutely. Caddyshack. Like, wow. you could have... Th like, three guys could be there. Yeah. Judge Smales. <laughs> what does he count, though? <laughs> but he... he He's not an athlete, but he hits a ball. He hits a golf ball. 
It's easy to grin when your ship comes in. You got the stock market beat. <laughs> How many times have you watched that? Don't answer. Um, who wants to go first? 77. <laughs> Anyone feeling? I'm feeling ready. Blood? I'm ready. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'll re- I'm okay. ready. I go think I'm thinking I'm going to blow your mind. I mean, in the swap, other way, swap doesn't know this yet, but it's going to it's going to make him think. Okay. Thinking I think good. it is. I think yep. it is. Let's do it. She's a badass. Dottie Hinson. Oh, yeah. Number three. Yeah. Yeah, League of Their Own. Yes. Yeah. Dude, she's a badass. Yeah. Right? That made you think a little it bit. It did make me think a little <laughs> bit. That's great. Yeah. She is, I mean... And, and I think I said this before, but this is a movie I haven't seen correct. all the way. I've seen parts of it. So you've seen parts of A League of Their Own, but not all the movie. Be, because it's it's often on TV. And so I'll be like, oh, I haven't seen that. And I'll turn it on. Gina and it's Davis. Halfway through. She was a badass. And Gina Davis was perfect for that role because yeah. she was kind of physical and athletic, but also really pretty. Yeah. You know? And, and she did all that. Yeah. Because everyone was at war. Yeah. And it was the the team. I I just lost it. We had it Peaches. before. Peaches. I know, but Rockford Peaches. Rockford Peaches. Yeah. And then the guy that was doing the broadcast, wasn't he from Oh man. He was from the um Laverne and Shirley. Oh, it uh, was it uh uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Yes. It was uh, Squiggy, wasn't yes. it? Yes, Squiggy. I guarantee, yes, 100%. I'll <laughs> be damned. No idea. You've never heard of a Laverne and Shirley? I, I have. I just don't know who that character is in the show. I used to watch it because it was, it was maybe some of those classic shows that would be on Nickelodeon. I feel like they... No, it was not on Nickelodeon. No, they used to do like Nick at Night, and it was like all the classics, like Laverne and Shirley... And the odd couple and shows like that. Do you remember Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days back to back growing up? Or am I too old? Uh no, not at all. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I but, used to love Laverne and Shirley. So yeah, but so those would I. be like reruns. Cause like Happy Days, was that really going on live when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Oh. What really? Yeah. I'm old. Well, but I just thought it was like the fifties. Cause but that's when it took place, I guess. Yeah. So I'm not too bright again. Well, um, speaking of not too bright, I can go with my number three. Because my number three is not too bright. Unless you want to go. Go for it. Okay. Uh, my number three is Ricky Bobby. Oh, oh. You know, he may not be an athlete because he's a, he's a race car driver, but he does sure know how to shake and bake. There are so many great lines from that movie. Like, um, Grandpa, I just drank a whole liter of Mountain Dew, and I'm about to go spider monkey on your ass. Like, that is a great, wonderful, hilarious movie. I had a I hard love time. It. I had a hard time with that one. Watch no, it. Off. Ricky Bobby is so much fun for me. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Like, we. I just watched it again. I've watched that movie. 15 times. Talladega Nights? Yes. The Christmas where they have like <laughs> Kentucky Fried Dear Chicken. Dear Baby Jesus. Yeah. And Domino's Pizza oh and Budweiser. Oh. <laughs> and then when he walks in and he's not married to her anymore. <laughs> oh. 
John C. Riley is amazing. Yeah, he and is. those two are They're such bad. a great They're, couple. Oh, I Step know. brothers. I know. They made some together. Two of the greatest comedy movies ever. You know what John C. Riley's greatest movie might be? Boogie Nights. Yes, I agree. Have you seen and Boogie Nights? No, Rob? he is not. No. Oh, not geez. even close. No, really? You don't even know what? No. Well, I've, okay. So I haven't even smelled it. So, despite the hey, content, it's a great movie. Uh, you great movie. you have to watch Boogie Nights during Christmas break. Now, is that and the one with John Favreau? Is he in that? No, it's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheadle, William H Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, that is quite the cast. It's, yes, it's, it it's, is it's, a it's great a, movie. It's a great movie. You're gonna love it. I think you'll love it. All right, I'll have to check it out. Okay, great movie. Swap number three, Jimmy Chitwood. Mm, that's a classic. I know he was just the the stereotypical. Doesn't say anything. Going to make every shot. Indiana legend. And I weighed my picks heavily on the quality of the movie. Yeah, I can see that. And that's one of my favorite sports movies. It is. It's an iconic. It is movie. for me. I mean, in terms of a sports movie, every time I watch Hoosiers, I cry. It captures swap, the romanticism of basketball. And Swap knows. We, we were at the state championships, and I'm coaching, and we watched Hoosiers, and every girl is looking at me. Oh, my God, Coach Morgan is crying right now. <laughs> and the spring before, I had my baseball team watch it at the state championships. And... <sighs> Dude, it's amazing. Man, maybe that's what we need to do for cross country. We always watch some uh No, you need to watch, watch a movie. Hoosiers. We watch a movie about Prefontaine. No, watch Hoosiers. And he died. <laughs> yes. But his legend lives on. But you know who plays Prefontaine in that movie and where it was filmed? Yes. It was filmed at UW. And oh now. Oh man. Where was the, the scene where he drove around and died? Jesus, Morgie. <laughs> well, no, I mean it was uh Billy uh but where would it be though? In if it was Freeze Rock, in, in Oregon. I didn't mean that swap. I just meant like where was it filmed? It was filmed at like UW area, yeah. right? Yeah. Who played him in that? There were two <sighs> movies. So the one that I'm that I've seen, um, there's also a lot of local sportscasters in it. Like I think Eric Johnson's in it maybe at one point. Eric's Little Heroes. Yeah. Um, what? The guy who's the lead singer from Thirty Seconds to Mars. I have no idea who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you do. Jared Leto. Jared Leto has been oh, in movies. Oh, he He's, played pre. He plays pre. Yeah, he yeah. played pre. Also in oh god, what was the movie where his mom was obsessed with a game show? He was on drugs. Yeah, Requiem, Requiem for, for a dream. dream. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Man. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> great he, movie. Great book too. I, I think, think that might Hubert be the uh, Eric Mithin drink. For oh. Jared Leto that night. Hey, real real quick, back to Jimmy Chitwood before we move on. I think he had two lines in the movie. I'm gonna make it. That's one, or, or I will make it. And what was the other one? I'm not. Uh, if I don't, coach goes, I go. Yeah, he stays, I stay. Gosh, 
I didn't even re- remember. I just I got so goosebumps. Oh, right no, now. it's amazing. Like I cry every time I watch it. I just got goosebumps right now. I just don't want to watch it anymore. Because I'm gonna don't cry like to every cry. time. You love crying. I know. I cry. <laughs> I've I actually cried this week. <laughs> hey, fun. I cried actually last night. Fun fact: watching all the UW stuff that what? I sent you. Oh my god! Well, you dude. cried on the way down to the high school championship game. He was crying in the passenger seat <laughs> in traffic in Everett because of UW. Because he was playing UW radio clips from the game. Yes. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> magnificent. <laughs> it is. Uh. Who's your number two? So my number two is going to blow people's minds because Rock's never seen it. You're already saying I've never seen it? You don't even know. I already told you. Uh, Roy McAvoy, Tin Cup. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. He's like the, the normal dude. Like the guy that just happened to make the qualifier for the U.S. Open, lives in a motorhome. He likes to drink beer, and he made it. And then he had a girlfriend that went away, and then she dated the best golfer in the world, Don Johnson, and then she ends up coming back to him. (laughs) And he completely dissolves in, in the final round. That's a great pick. And how many great movies is Kevin Costner in that are sports movies? Bull Durham, Field Five. of Dreams, For the Love of the Game. Five, six. And Rene oh. Russo was not. Was Rene Russo? Rene Russo was the one. Was she also in Don Major Johnson League? Don Johnson was forget. the best golfer. McFarland USA. Oh, yeah. For you cross country fans out there, was Rene Russo in both Tin Cup and Major League? Ooh. I'm going to fact check that. But I mean, that's a he he he's a he's awesome. Just how he works through it, but then he just falls apart at the end. Mm. Like he hits a water shot twice. Wow. And he's in the lead. He's got the yips. Yeah. He goes I got the <laughs> and his caddy is Cheech. <laughs> And uh, we talked about this before you got here, Swap. Um, Ruck does not know who Cheech is. That is not even. Well, not he does, what I he's said. never seen Cheech and Chong. That is what I said. Yeah. Do you know who Chong is? I mean, I don't. I think I. I think I know who Cheech is. I don't know who Chong is. So Rene Russo was in Major League and Tin Cup. Hmm. She's she's integral to the sports movies. Well, and I've got somebody that was in Hoosiers that is also in another movie of one of my major characters. Who's your number two? Well, I'm not going to tell you yet because it's not my turn. Okay. Well, well, then I'll go with my number two. My number two is Bobby Boucher. Oh! <laughs> H2O is better. <laughs> Foosballs for the devil, Bobby. Don't you go playing that oh foosball. God. My my mama said my my mama said it is such a funny movie. That's a great I love movie. that movie. <laughs> and you know, it's really hard to make football movie where the football looks believable. And I'm not necessarily saying all of it does, but they do a good job of 
making his tackles and hits feel like real tackles and hits. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler, you know, he could have his own top three of sports movies. He's got a lot of great sports movies. He does. Uncut Gems, Waterboy. Scout? What is that the name of that Scout movie? Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry, but Happy Gilmore... I think this list needs to be 10. Well, we probably should have just put a little more parameters on it. Or we do different sports because there's so many. I mean... I think we can put parameters on this um, in a future podcast and do it again and be just fine. Like uh, fictional sports characters in a comedy. Yeah, agreed. Oh, yeah. What's your number two? Reno Hightower. Wow. The Best of Times, Kurt Russell, Robin Williams. Have you guys seen this movie? I have. I have. It's been a long time. Uh, Dick Fryer. I'm not sure if Dick Fryer is a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of ours. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. Well, he should. But he he gave me that movie to watch, and it was like on an old DVD or a VHS. It's good. Yeah. So Kurt Russell plays Reno Hightower. They are, these guys are, they're 20 years out of high school. They lost the big game their senior year because Robin Williams dropped a pass. And somehow they end up playing like a reunion game against the team that beat them. And it's a classic underdog story. And Kurt Russell plays Reno Hightower, who was the best quarterback in the history of the school. And he's just the perfect stereotype of kind of a washed out old high school athlete that never left town. You know, I'm remembering there's a little special nugget about that movie and the Friars. Um, What is Robin Williams' character's name? Jack Dundee. So Dick Friar's son, Jackson Friar, middle name, Dundee. No way. 100% after that movie. Jackson Dundee Friar. Friar. Yep. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. (laughs) No way. Fact. Oh, wow. That gives me goosebumps. (laughs) Hey, you guys do yourself a favor and watch that movie again. I need to. I'll make that happen. Okay. Hit us with your best shot. Here we go. Morgie, fire away. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I, I bet I haven't seen this. I think you have. Okay. Well, it's not a movie. It's a series. So my number one is because I love his one-liners, and I just love it. Kenny Powers. Yep. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) That is so good. I love Kenny Powers. Are you ready? I can't wait. Okay. I play real sports. Not trying to be the best at exercising. <laughs> Kenny Powers is a man. So if you've watched Kenny Powers, <laughs> do you know who's talking right now? Uh, yeah, I uh, can't think of his name. Okay, yes. he's in the the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Have you seen that oh, show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my. And and oh, like and you've seen Vice Principals. 
Oh, yeah. Vice Principal's amazing. He plays a vice principal. What's yeah. his name in real life? I have no Sorry idea. Sorry to put you on the spot. I can look it up while you're doing that. Kenny Powers is an athlete. Kenny Powers is a lover. But the thing that Kenny Powers is the most, he's a goddamn champion. <laughs> Danny McBride. There we go. Danny McBride. Which is almost as good a name as Kenny Powers. Epic. Have you no, seen Vice Principals? Oh, um, it, that that was a not. It was like a season or two yeah. series, right? And he's with um, the guy from Justified, yes. Walt Goggins. Yes, yeah, who's great. Oh, also yeah. in Righteous Gemstones. I, yeah, there. It's so Baby Billy, Kenny. Like there were so so many things I wanted to say that yeah we can't say till the secret podcast. Well, I remember there's one quote where he's talking to his wife basically, and he's like. Talking about his girlfriend he, or wife, whatever, and how he earns the money, and <laughs> that when he's not, he doesn't have his job, and she's like, "Well, now I'm earning the money. What are you gonna do?" Oh, it's great. I can't even say it. So hey, he says one. Th- I'll say just a little. He goes, "Why would I work a hundred percent when I can work thirty five percent and still get the all the money?" <laughs> So, so this was hard though for me because there's so many, yeah. like Rocky. I left Rocky out, Jesus Shuttleworth. Like there's so, it yeah. just there's it's hard, but it was funny. I like, left out Kelly Leak, Bad News Bears. Yeah, I mean I could take all three and go straight to my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, Caddyshack. I left out Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, from Sandlot. Mm. So number one for me was already said. Said within the last minute. Happy Gilmore. Ooh. I didn't realize it till after, but my top two were Sandler movies. So I love that movie for a lot of reasons. It's hilarious. Um, they do a lot of great montages in that movie. Uh, the part where <laughs> the guy's gotten his hand eaten by an alligator and then <laughs> and he's got the fake one and then it eats it again. And you know who that is? Yes, that's Creed. Yes. Apollo Creed. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> but you got Bob Barker in there. Oh. Now, is the guy that played Apollo Creed, that's a different guy than no, yeah. Um, yeah, you got Bob Barker in there. He he punches Bob Barker at one point. And then Bob Barker kicks his butt. Yeah. And then he says, He said the price is right. The he price said, is right, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The part that I think separates it is that this movie became a part of pop culture and that anytime you're out at a driving range, probably someone's going to try the Happy Gilmore golf swing. Yeah. Because that is I've fun. Done, I've tried it. It's there, fun. There's a, in baseball, Happy Gilmore drill. Really? Yeah. Trying to set your feet or what's the purpose of it? Tr- trying to use... Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no. But it, it's trying to get people to get through the ball and use their mm. body and get the momentum. Yeah, I didn't explain that very well, but there's well, a purpose for it. It is funny, actually. In Shot Put 2, um, it's essentially a shuffle drill for us where mm-hmm. you're getting your hips more involved a little more easily because you can get them underneath you a little bit better. Yeah, there's, a, there's an aspect to his swing where you're swinging from your ass. Yeah. And that's the purpose of the baseball drill as well is yeah. to let things go a little bit. But yeah. one of my, for you, for that movie, like one of mine that was close was Shooter McGavern. Oh. Yeah. Shooter McWhat? Hey, Shooter McGavern. 
McGavin? McGavin. Okay. <laughs> Did I say McGavern? Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Shooter McGavin was amazing. Shooter. <laughs> hey, how about the guy that says, hey, you want to go to the Sizzler and catch some grub? <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't yeah. remember that. From man. the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, take us home, Swapper. Well, mine's not as fun as yours. We went funny. You went you like guys, quality movies. You guys movies. went funny. I tried to go quality movies. I'm I going, uh, well, Reno Hightower was lighthearted. I, I know where you're going. So my number one's Roy Hobbs. Yes. The Natural. Yeah. Robert Redford. Just a great movie. Great book. Great character in American literature and film. Um, just captured the romanticism of baseball. You've got a guy who was a phenom, injured. He was actually shot. Bloody? Yes. When he, his last shot. Like, he comes <laughs> back as this mysterious old man that can just drop bombs. <laughs> you know what? That's, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like what you just said. It is amazing. And he and it to was to watch it and base it was baseball was different in it the was. era when that was written. There it was not every guy was a home run hitter. No, it, you might have a team had, you know, a guy that if he got up, you just hoped he would hit one out. He broke the lights, and then at the end, he broke the lights. Yeah, mm. in the book, he struck out. Really? Yes. So, which ending uh, do you think is better? I feel like we've had this. So, exactly yeah. so, the so today we had this talk. Um, Reese Vokes watched that movie two nights ago wow. for the first time ever with Bob, her dad, Bob. Wow. The and movie. She, it was, she was like, what the, why haven't I not seen this? The movie. I cried. Does, <laughs> it's, it's, it does a pretty good job. The book was so good, but. There's good and there's evil. Yeah. And you see it's it in the movie. It's a great movie. There's, you know, he, he falls in love with a woman named Memo Paris, and she's always wearing white. Mm. And the woman in black that ended up shooting him was always dressed in black. Barbara Hershey, who was yeah. in Hoosiers. Yeah. That's classic symbology. It's, it is symbology. Love that. Man. Ugh. So, what's the difference between symbolism and symbology? Same thing. Same thing. Just different word. <laughs> I don't know if symbology is actually a word. I just <laughs> like saying that. <laughs> did you guys just make up a word? Ruck did. <laughs> symbology is not a word. So it wouldn't make. So sense. I said symbolism. So I think that I can't. I won. I just won. <laughs> so I won the day. I'm going to explain to you how sim symbology could be a word. It would be the study of symbolism, but it's not a word. Ology is the study of okay. something. Like biology is the study of life. Bio means life. So Therefore, how, so you're just symbolism it up. is a thing. That so how do, you, how do you explain Scientology then? It's the study of science and what they would like it to be, but it's not for them. Hope, hopefully, we didn't alienate any listeners. I think I just won over Ruck today. You can you for that word. You could not grasp what I was just saying. Following, <laughs> yeah, I did. You didn't. I you, did. Whatever. If you want to think that you won your head, that's fine. Hey, shout out to uh, fictional athletes we did not mention. Rocky Balboa. Um, Cheetah Shuttlesworth said it again. I, I would just like to mention, too, that this was fictional characters. So someone like Vince Papele from Invincible. No. Right? Wouldn't He's count. He's real. Yeah, wouldn't count. 
Everybody in Caddyshack. <laughs> They're amazing. Also, everybody in Lambda, Lambda, Lambda from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they won the. Oh, you know. Yes. The, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, we could and go there. R- Ruck's never even seen that movie. I have seen Revenge for the Nerds. No, you haven't. I actually have. Really? Because yes. I want to go on the record as saying Lamar is the best javelin thrower in the yes. history of cinema. Oh, dude. The, the, the science and technology of what they did with that? Yes. Um, now, I'm sure you've seen it a lot more than me. So if you talk about it, I'll have no idea. Who else we got? We got a ton. I mean, There's you could have so said Jackie people. Moon. Jack, Jackie, Jackie Moon. Moon. Will Ferrell's character in the uh, uh, Blades of Glory. So maybe Blades we, of Glory. Oh, maybe man. we just through a secret podcast we go every uh, genre of sport. Top three: basketball. We need to revisit this. Yeah, we really. There's so many people. Like yeah. Cameron Hunt sent me something this morning. I never heard of, and it was like. It was Kevin Costner. Maybe there's a cycling movie, Breaking Away. Yes, huh? that he's like that. No, in my Breaking top Away was a different one. Kevin Costner was in American Flyers. Okay, but Breaking Away he brought up, <laughs> and he brought up every single song or album that we talked about. Well, and just, shout out to him. He's a loyal listener, and uh, like we were kind of saying, Tara, you're still number three. Like we were kind of saying off air. There's also coaches, which isn't going to get brought up here a lot. And so you think about John Candy's character in um, Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, thank you. What about um, the coach for Blue Chips? Nick Nolte? Cheater. He got Shaq, Penny Hardaway. I didn't ever see that movie. Was it good? It was really good. Of course you didn't. Of course I didn't. Hey, how about Air Bud? Dog athletes. I couldn't name How a single person. How about Michael Jordan in um Oh, Space Jam? Yeah. That that should have made some How is that not? Uh, How about do you remember the movie the Disney movie where there was a horse that kicked field goals? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean that guy's gotta be top three somewhere. Wow. Oh, I'm the, sorry. The when you when you, when you said that, I just I went to somewhere different. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey, I'm sorry that we beat Eating Claw so bad. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of out of nowhere. Well, Eating Claw? Tumwater? Which one do you mean? No, Eating Claw. So you'll know if you know. Okay. Well, uh, I think that that covers just about everything. Swap, Swap knows. <laughs> Should I know? I don't know. It was the year that you were graduated. What year did you graduate? 2006. Oh, you were a junior. Yeah. All right. We'll, well talk about can, it on, can, on the secret podcast. You can tell me off air. <laughs> okay. Well, that's been another episode of The View from the Rock podcast. Don't forget, you can find our show on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. Until next time, be safe. So read that.